Gracious and loving God, we open ourselves to you and your presence. We pray that having heard the scriptures, that we might hear a word from you. That we might be called to experience your grace more fully throughout our week. And in so experiencing your grace, becoming your grace in the world. It's in your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this morning, as I mentioned earlier, that we're continuing our series on an altar in the world. And, and this series really is hoping to inspire us to engage differently with the world around us, specifically engage differently with the God who made us, and that is not confined to our church building. Decided this sermon series would be perfect for us because many of us long to be back together in this space to be in fellowship together, to pray together, to sing together, to worship together. But we're not there yet. But the thing is, is that God is present to us everywhere. That image that I began the sermon series, uh, we talked about the Lady Wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Lady Wisdom, in some contexts, is the personification of God's truth and wisdom within the Hebrew poetic. And in the beginning of Proverbs, Lady Wisdom is calling out over the rooftops. And the image that they're depicting is us, the people, kind of walking the streets, busy with our everyday life, falling into the traps of Lady Folly that would entice us by, the pre- by what we can like kind of see right in front of us, while all the while, God, Lady Wisdom, is speaking to us and calling out for us to hear God's voice. Hear her voice guiding us and directing us. I really do believe that's the case for us. And in the chapter, in preparing for the sermon, um, chapter four, the practice of walking on the earth, I couldn't help but just get a tiny bit convicted during that chapter. Because the, uh, Barbara Brown Taylor, who isn't a parent, so I have a little bit less guilt on my mind over it, she tells the story of parents with their kids. And I relate exactly to this because as a parent of, of young children, I am, you know, whether it's walking through the grocery store or whether it's even just, you know, getting them from the car and into the house, I often find myself holding their hand and kind of pulling them along the wrist to kind of keep up with me. And Barbara Round Taylor hilariously, I think, depicts what this experience must be like for the kids who happen to recognize everything, whether it's a pebble or obviously that dime that's probably stuck to the gum that they have to examine and get down and look at it. And the only way I can keep them out of it is by pulling on their arm and keeping them moving to the direction that we're headed and what is in front of us and what we're doing. And especially now with COVID, in any public situation, I'm just so anxious about what they're going to lick and stick in their mouths that I just want them to move from one place to another with their masks intact and get the hand sanitizer back on them because who knows what they picked up when we're out in just a simple outing. But all that to say, I found myself convicted because I think it's exactly right that my children are present of the, the different textures of the sand. They're present of the, whether the ground is hot or cold. They're present. They're thinking about the steps that they're taking. And I 
oftentimes find myself tripping or doing things because I'm up in my mind thinking about my sermon, thinking about the emails that I didn't answer, thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner, thinking about all sorts of things that I find myself not being present to the moment. See, because I think that that's what we do, as, especially as Christians. Last year around this time, we had a sermon series called Down to Earth. And I think that many of us in our faith experience faith as a heart, mind, kind of spirit thing. And so our faith is primarily a heart, kind of feeling God's presence in our hearts, thinking about God, and then this movement of the Spirit within us and experiencing of God's Holy Spirit. And rarely do we really take seriously the physicality of our bodies and the earth as essential to our faith. I told the story at the beginning of this sermon series about learning from a Buddhist monk about my posture and that it matters in my prayer life. This morning we began, not with a call to worship, but by straightening ourselves up and holding our hands out. We have lived into the notion that thinking and praying and these amorphous spiritual behaviors are what our faith is about. But sometimes God is ready to meet us in things, in all that God has created, in fact. This passage from Colossians is known as the cosmic Christ because it depicts Christ everywhere in all things, before all things. In fact, early Christianity, when we were decide, developing our theology together, our orthodox, a right belief, we hung on these words from the Apostle Paul as an understanding of Jesus. Because some people were trying to do things about Jesus and his divinity that didn't necessarily fit with our belief system. Because some people thought it was grotesque for a, a creator God to become a human being. They, couldn't, they literally couldn't imagine it because they couldn't imagine it because think about it. A human being sweats. A human being suffers. A human being, well, isn't that, you know, Zeus figure up in Olympus that they had in their mind of this God that could control everything and was unswayed by, you know, things like rain and the weather and injuries. They couldn't imagine it, so they believed that Jesus wasn't, in fact, a real person, that Jesus was kind of like a ghost-like thing that came. But the early Christians said, no, his body was important. God with us is important. Here on earth. And the Apostle Paul seems to also think that when he says that all things came through Christ. Because Christ is in the very nature of God and also here on earth. And so at some level, when we see the leaves around us, when we walk upon the earth that was formed, when we experience our body we are given an opportunity to experience Jesus Christ. God's very presence here and now. But I would wager to say that as most of us go throughout our day, we kind of do it with that same mentality that I was talking about with the children, with my children. You know, 
pulling along that which might hold us kind of lingering in the moment to get to where we're going. Just this morning, I invited us during the morning prayer. If you, if you don't join us for morning prayer, uh, that's okay, but you can, and sometimes I do things in between the services, or I invite you to do things in between the morning prayer and when service happens. And I, this morning, I said, just take five minutes, a five-minute walk, if you're live with us in the prayer time, before the worship starts. And so I did that this morning. And it was amazing in those moments when I was willing to engage with the divine on a walk, that I recognized things I wasn't recognizing before. They weren't loud, giant, booming voices, but I was present to myself and to the ground and to God in a way that I normally am not when I'm going from point A to point B, tugging my kids along with me. I noticed the pebbles. I noticed how dry the grass was, even though it gave us a little bit of, we gave, I got a little bit of rain today. I noticed the birds. We have a beautiful campus, and so I took a wander through our meditation garden and overlooked the Kwai Nui Marsh, and I just sat there, and I looked at the overgrowth in the meditation garden, and I looked at other components of nature, and it brought me back to some of those truly mountaintop experiences I've had. Times when I, I was on uh, backpacking trips in high school and in college with other Christian friends. Reminded me a, a taste of an experience I had uh, as preparing to be a resident advisor in college. I was a resident advisor in the dorms for two years, and one of the things they did at Azusa Pacific University is that they had us go on uh, what was called a wilderness trip. It was a 10-day backpacking trip, but they had a two-day solo during that of prayer and fasting, where we would all kind of gather around some sort of water source, usually sort of a pond or a lake up top um, in the Ansel Adam wilderness of the Sierra Nevadas. And so we would go uh, there, and then we'd have water if we needed it with our pump and our iodine. Um, but then we would just be there with water, and they gave you one cliff bar and a couple Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> but you noticed God's presence in something like the rock that had fallen off the cliff, and you wonder what had shaken it to make it move to fall all the way down here. Just uh, yesterday, I took the kids, uh, Ashley, I took the kids up to the North Shore, and we were walking, playing over by Halaiva at the beach, and, um, and I was reminded of the different sand <laughs> that we have just on Oahu. And as I've been preparing for the sermon, I've spent some time at the beach because uh, kids were in fall break this past week and we're trying to get out to the water as much as we could. And the sand kind of stuck out to me this week and the, and the memory that it probably has and the, the millions of years that it had to take to go from coral or from rock and be kind of grain, brought down to these tiny grains that we walk upon. It reminds me of my insignificance in those times, but it reminds me of God's magnificence as well. I had a friend in uh, Divinity School and I were talking, 
because we believe strongly in God's work of reconciliation. And so we were talking about that, and we were saying, well, so what does that mean then for us? So if God has reconciled us through the work of Jesus, which Paul talked about here in this passage, what does it mean for us? What do we do? And we couldn't really articulate it because as you articulate what we do, it's really easy to fall into a temptation that Barbara Brown Taylor talks about in the book of doing certain things and getting expected outcomes. Like if you take a five-minute walk after worship today, you will experience God in this way, that way, and the other, and you'll walk away with something to go from. God does not work like that, unfortunately. But that does not mean we don't do those practices. And we talked about how maybe the way to define our faith is through engagement. Are you willing to engage? Because God is already actively involved and present in your life at all times. Are you willing to engage with God's presence? Are you willing to to slow yourself in the times that you need to slow yourself versus pulling your kids along? I know it's metaphorically for some of us. Are you willing just to be still and listen just a little bit differently than you normally do in whatever it is you do during your day? Are you willing to look not just what the direction you're going, but look what's around? Are you willing to engage? God calls us to listen to God's voice. God is speaking over the rooftops of our lives. And God is inviting us to remember the practice of walking on the earth. A basic human experience. There's a church consultant that talked about church leadership, and one of the things that he said was, if you want to know what your church ought to be doing in the community around, take some prayer walks throughout the day. Choose different times of the day, and you will experience different needs in your community. And he said, and don't forget to walk at night. Because at night, you see a different side of your community than you do during the day. Prayer walks was his key to understanding the mission of the church in a particular place. What would we see in our prayer walks? What do you see on them? I know many of us take them. This week, how might you walk with a level of engagement that changes that experience for you. Perhaps you, before you go out on your walk or on your journey, if you're able to, you pray to God, God, reveal something new to me right now. Speak to me. And I don't think you're going to see an angel, and I don't think you're going to hear a booming voice, but you may hear something new from God. You just might be surprised. Or you may just find yourself more aware of yourself and the earth that we walk upon. 
God formed us out of the earth. God calls us to work the earth, and God calls us to care for it. Perhaps you'll notice the trash and the litter that's on your everyday hike or walk and path, or the microplastics that are on the beach. You'll notice the ways in which the earth is not the way it ought to be. You might be called to do something just a bit differently as a result. See, we believe in the incarnation that God came to be a body and walk the earth. And it may be surprising if you're reading the book that one of the things that's also orthodox, which is to say right belief, is that we believe in bodies raising from the dead. That Jesus, in his physical body, came out of the grave and still bore the marks of the cross. And that our bodies, not just our souls, will be resurrected. I'm not trying to say you have got to believe this to a T, but the reason I think that we believe that in our history, in our past, in our tradition, is because it tells us that this human experience is a divine one and an important one. And this earth that we are on here and now is not something to be disregarded or wasted, but an opportunity to see God, to know God's love more fully and more holy. So this week it's simple. My charge, my practice to you to experience an altar in the world is just this. Engage in walking (laughs) and being on the earth and invite God to walk with you. God's already walking with you. God's already present around you. But are you aware? Are you paying attention? Are you finding God's love? So take a walk if you're able. If you're not Read the book and reflect on the imagination of walking and what that might do for your spiritual engagement. That God is in the leaf and the grass, the pebble. That Christ is in all and has made all. So, perhaps, don't just tug along the kids or yourself and be present to the basic practice of walking. I invite you to pray with me. Holy God, you reveal yourself to us in so many ways that we just neglect to pay attention we neglect to engage in your presence around us. Help us this week find you as we walk upon the face of the earth which you put us on. Teach us this week through this practice. 
Amen.